The new season of Poetic Earthlings is just around the corner, early in 2022. In the meantime, I'm going to play for you an episode that I edited and produced. It's called Changing Scenery. The writer of this is Brent Stark. He hosts a podcast called Most Precious Commodity. This is sort of like a special Christmas episode. But it's a Christmas episode with an incredible twist. And if you like this production, you could always hire me. I could edit, produce your show. Reach out to me on Twitter at Poetic Earthling. Or contact me on my website, PoeticEarthlings.com. I'm so excited to share this with you with Brent Stark Stories. He also has a book with the same name of his podcast, Most Precious Commodity. Brent Stark is a fabulous writer. Sit back, relax, put on your headgear, and get ready for changing scenery. Poetic Earthlings. Swiss manufactured, French hoarded, Italian squandered, Americans say it is money, Hindus say it does not exist. You know what I see? Hello, this is Brent Stark, and I'd like to welcome you to the most precious commodity podcast, which is a podcast of all the stories that I've written over the last year with the theme being time. What do we do with the time we've been given? Why does it always seem to go so fast? What about those voices of which time has forgotten? And finally, what happens when time runs out? Well, thank you so much for tuning in this time. My story is called Changing Scenery. Well, something different. I really enjoyed writing it. I'm going to read it to you and then tell you a little bit more about the story and some news about the podcast afterward. I present to you Changing Scenery. Excuse me, sir. May I have a crayon? I'd like to draw a picture to let you know where the family is, if that's okay. This was the first the prisoner, Mr. Andrews, had spoken since he arrived just a few hours before. He said it so quietly and politely. It was as if he was apologizing for even opening his mouth. Okay, here you go. Don't you dare write or draw any graffiti on the walls, said the guard. Just make sure you don't get too graphic with the details, okay? Thank you. Now inmate 34891. He looked out of place, clad in the mandatory orange prison attire. Even though it did go well with his well-coiffed silver hair and beard, the old man was the last person anyone would expect to be in the general population of the Ohio State Penitentiary. Looked more like a college professor and not someone convicted of the disappearance of a family. 
Have a Christmas tree. Finally, we have a Christmas tree! shouted the little girl, overcome with enthusiasm. Her father, dressed in a red snow hat and a brown Carhartt snowsuit, glanced at her and smiled as he gripped the rope tighter and continued to drag the enormous tree down the snow covered hill. Yes, honey, we do. Isn't it beautiful? Yes, I can't wait for us to put it up tonight. Please, Mom, please, Dad, begged the girl, jumping up and down in the freshly fallen snow. She bounced so hard that her hat slipped down over her pigtails, and she started to laugh uncontrollably. <laughs> yes, dear, we can put it up tonight. I must say, I think this is the best and biggest tree we've ever gotten. I agree, said the father, as he continued to tug at the tree. Even though he was working hard and pulling the tree with all of his might, he couldn't help but smile at his surroundings. Peaceful pine trees enveloped in thick white snow dotted the hillside as a yellow hue from the sinking sun illuminated the evening sky. A deer peered out from behind a tree and carefully watched the family trudge toward their car. The scene was perfect. I'm so glad we're here now. We needed this in the worst way, said the mom, stopping to admire the last bit of sunlight. This was the best present we could have asked for ever. I wanted to stay this way forever. Mr. Andrews. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Light snow continued to fall as the yellow and orange sky transformed into the blackness of night. It wasn't dark. Not dark in the least. Christmas lights of every color lit up the modest neighborhood. Lights surrounded the houses, while others hung from white-tipped trees. Milk jugs with candles tucked inside lined every sidewalk and street, providing ample light for weary Christmas travelers. Carefree children adorned in knitted caps, thick scarves, snowsuits, and heavy boots ran from yard to yard, hoping to catch snow on their tongues. All of the neighborhood dogs were barking in delight. jumping into the air, nipping at the falling snow. The spirit of Christmas and the majestic beauty of the scenery had transformed everyone. There was no hostility, no hustle and bustle, only peace and joy and community. It was beautiful. It wasn't long before the family had finally arrived home with their Christmas tree tied into the bed of their red pickup truck. The father carefully followed the candlelit paths and turned into his driveway, greeted by one of the neighborhood dogs. He continued to smile. Neither the struggle to drag the tree down the hill, nor the yapping of the dog quenched his spirit. This is the most peace I have felt 
in a long time, he said as he lifted the tree from the bed of the truck and gingerly placed it onto the snow-covered driveway. I'm so glad we're here now. We, uh, needed this in the worst way. Said the mom, stopping to admire the lights and the joyous sounds of Christmas. But her once happy smile seemed forced, dampened what she had heard. She wanted to feel the way she once did, like her husband still did, but she couldn't. Not anymore. This, this was the best present we could have asked for ever. I wanted to stay this way forever. You have the right to an attorney. And if you can't afford one. A full moon brightened the sky as the father, mother, and daughter packed the freshly fallen snow into balls and placed them onto the round foundation. After completing the snowman's structure, the mother and father stepped away so the daughter wouldn't hear. No, we are not leaving. Period. End of discussion. But he helped us. We were all struggling with anxiety and depression, and he provided a tool for us to get better. We need to go. I don't want to, but we need to. I said no. Look around you. This place, it's beautiful. My soul is finally at peace. Isn't this what you wanted? Yes, but at what cost? We are not leaving. They stopped. Their daughter had approached them with a bright scarf emblazoned with the word peace on the front. The couple quickly restored their smiles and began to smooth out the snow on the finished snowman. Prince loved their new place, but it was growing more difficult to stay, at least for the mother. Can I put the red scarf around his neck? asked the daughter, whirling around happily under the heavy canopy of falling snow. Sure, here you go. The snow was now accumulating at a rapid pace, and the once busy street had fallen quiet. The rest of the neighborhood families had retreated into their homes to enjoy a warm fire and hot cocoa on the night before Christmas. Silent night emanated softly from one of the houses near the end of the road. The air was still, tranquil. There wasn't a peep other than the mother, father, and daughter finishing the last touches on their snowman. Can we go in now? No. We need to stay out here. Hold on to the beauty and never, ever let it go. But, but I am tired. No, I said. We are staying out. Do you remember how it used to be? How ugly everything was? It's getting cold. And the snow is coming down heavier. So maybe we should all go in, honey. Or maybe we should... No. We're staying outside, here, 
in this world. This is the most peace I have felt in a long time. The father said as he bent down to start rolling another ball of snow. I'm so glad we're here. We are uh, needed this in the worst. Uh, no, I can't do this anymore. Sobbed the mother, wiping the dripping tears from her cheeks. This was the best present we could have asked for ever. I wanted to stay this way forever said the father, completely ignoring his family's pleas. You have the right to an attorney, and if you can't afford one, one will be appointed to you. Did you hear that? He's in trouble. We need to go back. He's an innocent man. I know he is, but I can't. I just can't. I haven't stopped smiling since we got here. It's like an old-fashioned Christmas. This, all around us, is precisely what I needed. This is what we needed. Yes, this has been great. But we are going to play a hand in convicting an innocent man. You can't be okay with this, no matter how at peace you feel. Can't you see I struggled for so long? The world we existed in, it was toxic. People are cruel, heartless, and uncaring. They are more concerned with getting their way than helping their fellow man. Fourteen people were shot, and we just learned... From the Pentagon, this is their statement. We can confirm that a number of U.S. service members were killed at the Kabul airport. They would prefer to find a mean meme than give a word of encouragement. This place we are in now has no arguments. No internet, no war, no strife. It embodies peace. Mr. Andrews, you are reprimanded to the custody of the state of Ohio and begin your life sentence at the state penitentiary for the disappearance of Bill, Elizabeth, and Maddie Young. The judge pounded the gavel. And just like that, Mr. Andrews, formerly an art therapist, had been tried, convicted, and sentenced. And then the online comments started. Mean, hurtful ones that degraded the family that had disappeared. You've got hate mail. Bill was correct. The world was a toxic place. Even the innocent were not immune from being ridiculed. That family should have realized what Dr. Andrews was. Why did they bring their daughter to therapy? Rumor is the mother, she was suicidal. So maybe the good doctor helped her finish the job. Mm, But maybe, maybe the father paid Dr. Andrews to kill his wife and child so he could be single. You know, I heard he wasn't the best father or husband. Did you hear that? Dr. Andrews is going to go to prison in our disappearance. We can't let that happen. He was our counselor trying to help us. I know, but... Bill, you talked all the time about how cruel and selfish the world is, but you are no better. You knew he only agreed to paint us into his Christmas pictures if we decided to come back before the end of the day. He knew brief immersive art therapy was what we needed, 
It is supposed to be short term, but you kept holding off and refusing to leave. And now the police think he murdered us because we never returned. Dr. Andrews, he could have taken us out of this world and brought us back to reality if he wanted. All he needed to do was draw us back. It's that simple. I imagine he'll probably do just that, you know, rather than rot in prison. Well, then you don't know Dr. Andrews, do you? He won't take us against our will. Take a moment and think how you will feel if he dies in prison because we didn't help him. Daddy, that's mean. We need to go back to save him. Exclaimed Maddie, a frown now clouding her tiny face. The little girl loved this place, but she loved humanity more. Bill's head dropped, his chin resting on his chest. It was one thing to hear Elizabeth extol the virtue of saving an innocent man, but now his daughter was doing the same thing. I feel more anxious than I did in the other world. Please let's go home. His daughter's comments, coupled with his wife's desperate appeal, finally had reached Bill. He loved this place, this world, the paintings that Dr. Andrews had created specially for them. He thought his faith in humanity had been restored, but in reality, he acted the same way as the people who had driven him to need this place. Selfish, cruel. He knew that feeling that way would not be cured by another beautiful scene. Bill and his family needed to get home. It was time. The family retreated inside as large snowflakes strangely converted into a cold, damp rain, causing several tree lights to flicker. The flames that previously lit the neighborhood roads were extinguished into a mixture of drops and ice. The serene Christmas pictures created by Dr. Andrews appeared to be transforming into a cold, barren January day. Did he draw a new picture? Or was this a part of therapy? No one knew for sure. The family would need to return soon or be stuck in an everlasting, desolate January landscape. To return... All they would need to do was empty any negative thoughts from their mind, Clear your mind for one and wish themselves back into reality. No place like it seems strange, as most of Dr. Andrews' therapy strategies did, but it had worked in the past. Bill, Elizabeth, and Maddie closed their eyes praying that it wasn't too late for their friend. Yet the icy precipitation continued to crash into the house. The family squeezed their eyes tighter, desperately trying to empty their minds. But nothing happened. No transformation. No exit. Nothing. Instead, the snow began to turn into muddles of mush on the streets and sidewalks. Something drastic needed to happen. It was then that Bill had an idea. 
something that had been there all along. I'm not sure if this qualifies as emptying our minds, but think of our time here and the fun we had as a family. Picking out a Christmas tree, decorating a snowman, and most importantly, sharing our joy with neighbors. We can continue that back home. Think about the positive impact we can have if we do just that. I am going to think about that. I bet that is what Dr. Andrews meant to empty our minds. Perhaps he meant getting rid of all the negative stuff and replacing it with the good, said Bill, as his eyes began to open and a smile slowly crept across his face. Yes, 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 that's it, Daddy, said Maddie, firmly gripping her parents' hands. I'm so glad we're going home. We needed this trip in the worst way, but now it's time. This was the best present we could have asked for ever. I want to live my life like this, wherever I am, forever. Bright colors and structures of the scene begin to fade into gray and then white, and soon the family, the house, and the landscape disappeared. And Bill, Elizabeth, and Maddie found themselves standing in the penitentiary waiting room. Cheers erupted all over the prison as the missing family had returned home. And we see Dr. Andrews. Sure, I'll bring him to the waiting room. I imagine it will only be a matter of time before getting him processed out of here. But after you speak to him, we need to know what happened. Dr. Andrews, Dr. Andrews, I have great news. The family has been found. You'll be released in no time. They want to see you. As he used his key to open the door, his mouth dropped. Dear God, what happened? Inside the cell was a piece of paper against the back corner. But no, Dr. Andrews, he was gone without a trace, except the paper and crayon he left stashed in the corner. The warden quickly hustled to the corner to examine the paper. It was a picture of an old man with gray hair and a gray beard walking down a street lined with lampposts and Christmas wreaths. The man appeared to be looking for something as softly falling snow dropped from the charcoal gray sky. On the back, the doctor left a note. I have decided to go to a different place. One where there's peace, joy, and harmony. One where there's Christmas all year round. I have some dear friends that live there. And I heard they say that they're ready to come back as happier people. Ready to positively transform the world. Maybe that world could help me out. Maybe I need Christmas scenery to refresh my spirit. Merry Christmas. From Dr. Andrews. P.S. Be kind to one another. At last, a change of scenery. Scenery. Church. Church.
Okay, so that concludes the story. And I know it's a Christmas episode. Give you a little update. I have a few more episodes for this season, and we'll be taking about a three-month break from about the mid-October through January. I will not have a story at Christmas time, so I want to share this with you now. One of the things that I find very peaceful when I'm online is I follow this website that has pictures of old Christmas scenes. It just gives me a sense of peace. And that's where this story came from. Just looking at those pictures and thinking about how they helped me with things that I'm going through. And this story came from that. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to sharing with you another story. I also wanted to tell you that the cover for my podcast has changed. I'd like to thank my young friend Zylo for creating it. It is really good. And it really captures what I want this second season to be about. Those forgotten voices of which time has forgotten. And that's what I hope you get out of these stories this season and in my next book coming out soon. I'd also like to thank, before I leave, my producer, York Campbell. He does an exceptional job. And after I finish every story, I cannot wait to hear what he does with it. He did such a great job with the last one. I'm ready for the next one. So he does this out of the goodness of his heart. And he is so creative and kind. And I thank you for him. And he also has his own podcast, which is Poetic Earthlings. Definitely check it out. He has a new story out that I cannot wait to hear. He always has a story that goes in different directions that really keep you guessing and really makes you think at the end. So I hope you have a chance to check it out. But just think, if everything had gone to plan, we would have missed all this lovely scenery. Special thank you to the British writer, Emily Inkpen. Her short stories, poems, and audio dramas, including the Dex Legacy series, is available at emilyinkpen.com. Inkpen is spelled I-N-K-P-E-N. Jocelyn Reeds played the voice of the little girl. Daddy, that's mean! And Timothy Kim O'Brien, the head instigator at Create Art Podcast, played the warden. Dear God! What happened? CreateArtPodcast.com Brent Stark's book, Most Precious Commodity, is available on Amazon. Purchasing a copy will support the show and give you additional stories not found in the podcast. Music by Epidemic Sound and Freesound.org You've been listening to The Most Precious Commodity. Written by Brent Stark. You can follow him on Twitter at Most Sci-Fi. Do me a favor. Please subscribe and spread the word about this show. Also, don't squander your precious time. Use it wisely. I think our time is 3 p.m. Give generously. Those of the sort aren't interested in you when you come in, but... Thank you for listening. When your time is up. Poetic.